Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies and TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. This is Josephine. This is Edward. Uh, for this episode, we are going to do our uh, Season 3 episode. Season 3 episode. Uh, Rick and Morty Season 3 episode. <laughs> that made sense, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Rick well and said. Morty, the end. Rick and Morty. Woo! Okay. So, uh, I'll save my opinions for last. Let's go around the room. Uh, John Bain, what'd you think? I loved it. I loved this, this season. I think it's the best season so far. And I always thought the show was great. And with this season three, I think it's one of the best shows that's ever been produced. It's definitely the best show on TV right now. But I think it belongs on, on the list of one of the best TV shows ever. It's great. I, I, oh, I mean, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I will say I also agree uh, because, yeah, the... When I first saw the show, I don't think I thought very highly of it, only because the animation looked kind of weird and mm-hmm. shitty. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a, and it's an aesthetic that you have to get used to. And then once you get used to it, I'm like, no, the show is great. Like the content and the script and dialogue and everything that they do, even though you can say the, oh, I say like the animation is kind of really simple and flat. It still takes it farther than other things we've ever seen because of the craziness of the context of everything. So... No, I, I think I agree with Jami. Like, it's one of the best shows. Like, every episode is rewatchable, no matter how many times you've seen it. And even if you start remembering all the yes. lines, you're just like, the the thought process behind everything they're doing is insane, but it all makes sense, at least in the world that they're building for you. Whereas, and then, yeah, no episode, even though if it's a filler episode, you're like, yes, I could, fe- I could tell it's a filler episode, but it still is good. And there's a lot of other TV shows where there's filler episodes, and you're like, oh my god, why was this made? Please kill me. Yeah, I just want to mention real quick. I rewatch each episode maybe like three or four times a, a week. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? It's just it's, what it's, a loser. It, I, thank you. <laughs> wow, I, thanks. Wow. I was I, I was saying that as a compliment to the TV show, but yeah, I, I, okay. it can go the other way. Sure. Ed, Edward, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I share with everyone's opinions in there. It's uh, I knew I liked it right away because it was just the fact that it was a show that didn't have any inhibitions in terms of where it was going in terms of creativity. Uh, so it was re- extremely refreshing to see a show that is willing to push to that limit. <laughs> but at the same time, um, I appreciate that for Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland that they knew what the what the core of the show was all about. And it's about the family. It's about the dysfunctional relationship between Rick and Morty and as well as Jerry, Bev, Summer and the family involved. And so because they never lose sight of that, there was a reason to care. Like even Jerry, even though, yes, he is a pathetic person. He's an essential part of it, which I never thought would have been possible. So despite all the crazy antics they have, even the quote-unquote filler episodes, they still somehow related back to the family and like the, you know, the relationships. So I like everyone saying it's highly rewatchable. Like it's like it's something Joseph and I have talked about. Like we would actually want to get like the Blu-ray sets for this, which I personally don't do for most TV shows. So this is something that you know when it you know we're we're wondering should we wait for the complete set or should we wait for like each season? But it's it's one of the best shows I have ever seen. That's I'll give it that. Agreed. I'm the same way too. Um, I'm afraid to say I can't say I watched it from the very beginning, like when it first started. I think it took until season two before I started watching it. And it was because Hulu had the first season of Rick and Morty. That's when I went ahead and binged it. I'm like, oh my God, it's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it's, it is a phenomenal show. Uh, and I do like the fact that, that Dan and Justin realized that they're pretty much making this show for themselves. And <laughs> that we're kind of just tagging along and, and enjoying it with them. 
But at the same time, it's kind of created a backlash with some of the community. And I guess we can go with that a little bit later. Unless you guys want to talk about it right now. I, I, uh, I'm confused as to what is this backlash. Oh, okay. All right. So, so I don't pay attention to any news, I realize. So I am a little whole. I mean, I live in a hole. I'm a well, hole, the, the, the social media thing also. Jamming, are you familiar with any of this at all? I don't follow it all. Okay, closely. so I guess I'm going to have to be the... <laughs> it's I, just you. You're why do I have to be? God help her. Okay, okay. I so, just try to enjoy the show, man. I'm just trying all right. to... Uh, I'm be, here for the dick and fart jokes. Be, be, before, we, before we dwell straight into the uh, the season three, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention what the stuff are, I'm reading online. First off, apparently Rick and Morty fans are, are kind of like doing disservice to the show by telling people that, oh, it's the smartest show on TV. Which I admittedly have said, and and pretty much what it does is it creates this huge giant hype for the show. And when a regular Joe watches it, I'm gonna be saying regular Joe. When a person watches it, they go. When the stupid people watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, pretty much, right? But anyway, so when people watch it, go, it's not as smart as you said it was. It was. It's creating a backlash. Like we're we're hyping it up too much. That that there are people who are who are saying like you're stupid for thinking that you're this elite elitist now that think that mm-hmm. oh. This show is too good for you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the other backlash uh, response oh, from so, you guys. So this is not the best show ever. You're right. Oh, my God. The rewatchability is uh, yeah. debatable. <laughs> well, I can't control other people's expectations and stuff. I can't control their emotions. And stuff. Yeah. I can just go into it with, with whatever thing I, I have. You know what I mean? But so, I, have to, I have to admit, though, that, that we need to dial it back a little bit. Like everything that has a lot of hype, mm-hmm. you don't want to put too much hype into sure. it. Because the, mm-hmm. the, the most obvious re- reaction from people will be, uh, disappointment, like yeah. it's not as great as you said it was. Well, that kind of a thing. My whole thing is maybe spend less time online and maybe less time with your friends and hype. You know, I mean, just 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 go in there. It's just... Yeah, do what drumming does. Watch it three times exactly. a week. <laughs> uh, don't do what Albert does, which is listening to other people's yeah. uh, reviews. I like to know what other people are saying. Yeah, but people are dumb though. Well, here, here's here's what here's what I like to <laughs> go. Donald Trump here, everyone. I know, seriously. One of the things I like to do, I, I mentioned this when I go see a movie and stuff like that. Because when you go before you see like a big blockbuster movie, so you you do get reviews, uh, uh, reports online, Twitter. You just take a moment, take a deep breath, and say, you know what, and blank your mind. You know, I'm you know I'm not very bright, so it's very easy for me. Yeah, just take a deep breath. You know, blank. Just forget everything you've heard previously, and just go into a, sort of a blank slate. Just enjoy the movie. Just enjoy the TV show, man. You enjoy the movie, whatever it is. No, so. fair enough. But but what they're saying is that there there are too many too many in quotes. There are a lot of Rick and Morty fans online that would like 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 kind of like what you're doing will make fun of people who don't like Rick and Morty. It's okay. You know, my, yeah, exactly. Yeah, people don't it, have to like I, it. I'm okay with that. But there are people online that are so so zealous about Rick and Morty that they're they're giving fans a bad name by by being mm-hmm. so zealous about it. So oh, in, in a, it's, it's fair post. to say, oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean. I don't want to side with that. It's just so, you know, mm-hmm. cool down, cool down. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Um, the other backlash that I'm hearing, which is a re- direct reaction from the last episode of the season, is that, where's Eva Morty? Where's uh, Phoenix Man? Oh, or whatever. I heard that from somebody sitting yeah. next to me. Yeah. Oh, really? Edward, you said the same thing? <laughs> I, I didn't say that Evil Morty was going to show up. I was like, I'm hoping Evil Morty shows up, like, again for the season finale. Like, I was like, that would be great because... Yeah. It's it can't just be a one off and then bring it back like two years later because now but he's it's what they're doing though they, they're he was a one off yeah. and then he came back for but but then now episode. he's actually like the head of the Council of Ricks yeah so. but there's the infinite universes I and timelines and so they they got a lot of stories to tell yeah yes. there there are people who are saying that they're they're disappointed with this season although I agree with Jamming I think this is the best, season, best season this is the best, season, the best they season they had but a lot of people are disappointed with this season because there wasn't a lot of fan service mm-hmm. it was really like I said ju- what uh, there is? Justin and Dan really were writing this to themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you like their jokes, great. If not, too bad. Yeah. That's kind of the attitude. 
But yeah, a lot of people said that they're kind of hoping that there was going to be a more uh, mythological storyline with season three, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's it's typical Rick and Morty where each episode could stand on their own, but there is a thread yeah. that goes on with the characters, and that's and they don't like the fact that it focuses a lot on Beth and Jerry in terms of the relationship. Really? Because yeah, a lot I of people, that's part. A lot, thing, a lot of people, one of the best things about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it too. But a lot of people are saying like like Jerry's bad for Beth. Why why are they ending the season with them? Pretty much rebooting the series. First of all, Jerry is bad for everybody. He is like a cancer. <laughs> He's the most horrible human being ever in any TV show right now. He's just horrible. Right. And just going back to this whole fan service, this is why I'm going to sound a little bit elitist, a little bit sl- uh, snobby and stuff. The whole pr- One of the big premises of the show is uh, expectations and uh, what called tropes and stuff, like how stories are sort of executed from A, B, C, and D. The fact that they, they throw things out there, but they don't follow up with it, has to do with what the show is about. You know, I mean, Rick and Morty, especially uh, Rick, comments on how story is created, how it's ex- executed all the time. He breaks the fourth wall all the time. He, the whole show is about playing with expectations. Just like this last episode, the episode begins with uh, inside the, the 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 White House, right? And there's like a demon or or alien invasion, and you think in in typical TV shows or movies, you would think that. Sure, a lot. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. dog's oh, Sorry, the dog. Was that was that the what? monster? It's back. It's trying yeah, to that, 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 that was the monster. Yeah, go go on. Go I on. know, but so in other TV shows, <laughs> other movies, that's the intro to the story of the of the of the show, right? Of that episode, and then that thing would carry on throughout. You know, it would be them dealing with that monster. But in Rick and Morty universe, that's not the important thing. That's not in, that's not interesting. That's not the point of the show. So they even they don't even finish. They don't. I don't think they even kill that demon, that alien, right? They never did. Yeah. See, that's yeah, what the show is about. Inside the catacombs. Yeah, yeah. It's just about expectation storytelling, especially sitcom storytelling. That's what they're doing. It, they're, they're commenting on on that on on these. Uh, on these story tropes and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. That is why we like the show. Yeah. But apparently, mm-hmm. there is a division with Rick and Morty fans that, that like the show for that, but at the same time, they kind of want to see an ongoing storyline, which is the reason why the world is obsessed with Game of Thrones, because right. that is an ongoing storyline that they right. want to follow. They want the same thing from Rick and Morty, but it's not the same show. That's, he, not, that's not what it is. Go looking ahead. back... Oh, sorry. Josephine, go ahead. Well, I was, I'm going to say that, like, <laughs> season three, out of all the seasons, might actually, you know, if fans are complaining about, like, oh, like, a consistent storyline, I actually felt like there was, because the entire season was, the if there was, like, a theme that dealt with this entire, like, each episode, even no matter how crazy it got, was the fallout of the divorce. Right, Like, yeah. how it affected kids, how it affected Beth, and how it affected Jerry, and... And how so, it didn't affect how, Rick. How it didn't affect Rick. Yeah. Uh, but in a weird way, we see we see more of like the dysfunctional elements of Rick and like, you know, in a weird way, he sees his love for Morty being a weakness, being like a vice. Yeah. So it's I think like this season actually went deeper into how really messed up these people are, especially Beth. I think like this season really had yes. Beth shine mm-hmm. uh, because in the in the first two seasons, she was kind of more of a background. Same with yeah. actually all the family members, Jerry, Beth and um, um, Summer. Like but now they're like re- really becoming fully fleshed out characters. And I liked it even more so. I like that Summer is now. Like kind of, she really is part of the team. So then, when Rick and Morty is just going crazy, Beth's like, "Oh, you." I mean, uh, Summer. summers, yeah. especially that one episode she's when the they're about to kill each other. Yeah, and she comes yeah. in. She's like, "What level is this?" Oh, it's level four. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. So I love the fact that you know they have a bigger part to play, and I think the show is better because of it. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yeah, especially the last ep- the second to last episode where Beth, they really crystallized her character. It, it it made it like her. She really is Rick. 
uh, his daughter, right? And then they said that's a setup for or future. Or is she? Well, like, she. Like, but the potential of her being as just cruel, as nasty as Rick, you know what I mean? That's 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 beautiful. That's beautiful characterization and stuff like that. Yeah, it's I, wonderful. I mean, they yeah. play with that with Summer. You can you can kind of see that her demented side uh, peek in, which is from Rick. Mm-hmm. But I always wonder why Beth wasn't like that. And this is the season that showed. Yeah, she kind of is the same thing too. Yeah. So I I did appreciate that. But like I said, once again. There are, there's that community out there that's going like, no, I, I want more stories about the space stuff, the Citadel stuff, you know, Evil man. Morty, yeah. uh, and the Phoenix, Phoenix guy, right? Is yeah, name? Phoenix. Birdman. Phoenix man. Phoenix man. Well, now he's, he like rejuvenated as himself. Like a Terminator else. or something like that. So like a robot. But the thing man. is, the, the TV show constantly comments on these sort of story ideas, these story flows. Oh, and, and Mr. Stuff. Poopy Butthole. Putty Buffalo and stuff like that. Yeah. But then, he came just, back. He came back <laughs> at the end. He has a family and everything. <laughs> but there's this episode, the, the second to the last one, where... You would again in your typical TV show the whole reveal of Tommy being this king and then having children that he eats and stuff like that. That would be the whole big reveal. That'd be the whole story of the, uh, of that episode. But they but they they tell you that reveal right in the beginning within like ten episodes. Oh, Tommy's the king. He's still alive. He's still you know he's still the king. He's eating his children and stuff like that. That's not what the TV show is about. It's commenting on other TV shows, but and then while well, also having these devastating, really sharp characterization stuff. So. I don't know. I don't get the I don't get the criticism and stuff like that. No, the criticism is apparently they realize it's not really their show. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, that is one of the most pretentious things that was said about the show. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. That yeah. kind of a thing. And a lot of people get annoyed with that answer as well when it comes to Rick and Morty. But the thing is, with, with Rick and Morty, the great thing about Rick and Morty is you could have this kind of like elitist, smarty, smarty reveal, uh, review critique of the TV show. But it also works as low, low brow entertainment too. There's a lot of dick and mm-hmm. fart jokes. Yeah. In the Pickle Rick episode, it's nothing but adventure and die hard. He's killing rats and stuff like that. With, you know what I mean? This, this, the high and low brow of it all is it's great. It's wonderful. It's it's magical. So, Josephine, yeah. Edward, uh, you also agree with us that this is arguably the best season they've had so far? Yes. I want to say yes. Um, I think I, I, don't, I don't remember season one and two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> like, okay. so yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> it's a very good show. No, no. I'm not saying that it completely erased season one and two. It's of just, course not. Of course it's not. It's one of those... It's one of those shows where I watch it, and then after I finish the episode, I think my mind erases everything. And so, like, when people were quoting things, I'm like, where is that from? And they're like, it was from Rick and Morty. And I'm like, right, right, okay. And so that's why when I say there's a high rewatchability value to this, it's because I've forgotten everything. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, every time I watch it, it's like enjoying it for the first time. Because I, I turn into, like, an amnesic person when watching the show. So, so basically, Rick, uh, you erased your memory. Yeah, he erases my memory every single so time. And I have to go relive it. And so... Like, season three, I you know, it was good. But I'm like, no, season one and two were just as good. I can't say it was the best. I do think, I personally think the season finale wasn't as great as, like, season two finale. Which, ha I do remember. Um, because it kind of culminated everything to a point And then was, like, stuff that you wouldn't expect, right? Like, oh, Rick is turning himself in because he realizes, like, what's good. Whereas, like, I think maybe this one counters it by going, like, it's just such a blah ending that you're like, I have no idea what, what? Oh, they're all getting back together and like Beth comments on, you know, she's like, oh, it's like season one again. Ha <laughs> ha, except we're all happy. And so, you know, I thought that was interesting. But for me as a season finale, it didn't feel like a finale. But I guess that's like you guys were saying, that's the unfortunate side effect of like all the other shows we're used to watching where everything ends on a cliffhanger because that's what we're expecting. Blah, blah, blah. And this one's just like, 
<laughs> we no ended. cliffhanger. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, and then Mr. Poopy Butthole's like, I don't know when we're coming back. Well, season you? four, it'll be a very long time. A few I'm years, like, maybe. Oh Who goodness. knows? Well, uh, I'll so, argue the cliffhanger for season three is what's Rick's yak- reaction from what's going on with the family. Because the family is, is content. Is actually a clone or not? Yeah, we don't know for no, sure. No, no, but besides that, I think, I think Rick is actually not happy with the situation. That he did reboot back to season one. Mm-hmm. I think he's not happy and I don't know if that is the cliffhanger is like what's going to do to react to this. Yes. There's a couple of, there are a couple of threads that doesn't get resolved at the end of season three. Number one, is she or is she not a clone? I think, I don't think, she, I think she's a clone, I think. I think she's not the clone. I think she's a That's why Rick wouldn't say anything. And then the other thing is, I think that's playing on that's us. That's a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's, that's playing on us. But he, he told her, in straight, you're yeah. all my daughter, you gotta think. And also, the second thing is, they put right in the center of this TV show, uh, Rick's biggest problem with the family, and that's Jerry. I think he really wants to kill Jerry and get rid of Jerry. He is he is uh, a cancer to the family. He thinks and stuff. Like that. Yeah. And the third thing is, th- there's a very interesting character beat in the sense that Rick could leave this family. There's an infinite amount of families of, and stuff like that for him to go infinite timelines. But he, for some reason, he is attached to this one and like of uh, this Morty of this Morty and this family. Yeah. I think it's more than just this uh, Morty. This family he's attached to. He could skip to a different time, but he won't. He just say he puts on his goofy outfit and he says he's a. Uh, uh, Fisher Flycatcher Flycatcher fly Well that was, that was For the president I know but, so, yeah. but since That's a humbling thing For him though Would he have done that In season one It's a little bit Of a character growth And stuff like that He is somehow Attached to this family And this this Morty And stuff like that I think that's interesting Stuff and mm-hmm. stuff like that He could have He could have Skipped out And like I said And like the, the show Said previously He is the Rickest of Rick And stuff like that So is this a weakness Is this a strength I think that's something it's, a, it's a weakness and a strength. They have to. Uh-huh. They have to figure, that's something they'll pick up in in future seasons and stuff like that. Now, now, Josie made a good point about how the season finale for season three is not like the season two finale, which was heavy on the mythology part. But to counter that, the season, the opening season was pretty much the counter to that season finale. The mythology episode was the first episode, right? Right. So. Mm. I never actually analyzed it, but do all the episodes match a certain episode from the previous seasons? I mean, you have the clip show episode, which the second season had a clip show episode, and the third, the first season had a clip show episode. Mm-hmm. So, is, is do you guys notice any kind of pattern between like that the some of the episodes of this season compared to the previous seasons? Uh, I no, no, really. Like I said, I'm amnesic. I can't. Well, like remember. the first episode, of very because we we, we we rewatched the pilot, the pilot and right. the season three premiere. Both ended with Rick yelling and going nuts over Morty. Oh, that one everybody remembers. So yeah. that one for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, also in the pilot episode, he drags Morty out of bed to go on an adventure. And that's what he does yeah. with Jerry, too, in the Whirly yes. Derby. Wait, are you, th- are you talking about the Rick Mansing the stone? That's the second episode. No, the first episode. The first episode, first episode. He, he, he drags Morty out of bed and then the bomb may or may not have exploded. That's the first pilot episode. And that's how he starts the episode with uh, oh, Jerry. Oh, you mean it's the season one, you mean? Yeah, season gotcha. one. Very yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So maybe there is some parallel. If I, I'm if, sure I think is. if you dwell into it some more, maybe there is some parallel between the yeah. seasons. I'm sure. I mean, there's themes, obviously. There's character stuff. And there's also, you know, all that stuff going through the seasons. But yeah. Well, this is where I also wonder if, you know, Dan and... I feel like Dan Harmon's the type of person who would make a show that seems super deep and shit. And then at the end of the day, he's just like, it's just a fucking show, guys. Stop mm-hmm. analyzing my stuff. It's like Mark Twain, right? With, mm-hmm. what was it? The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And it was like... In the beginning, or was it the Huck Finn story? In the very beginning of it, he's like, this is not a book meant to be analyzed. It's just a book. Just read it for a book. And then everyone's like, well, now we have to study it in all of our English literature classes. Very possible. And same with this TV show. It's like, it's just a show that we feel like farting around on. Yes, we have very deep things happening, 
but it's just a show. Stop so, it. I mean, I, one of the highest evident examples is when there was, I remember seeing this behind the scenes where it was Justin Roiland getting drunk and then them recording it and seeing like what magic could oh, come right. from Justin being drunk. And they realized no magic came out. It yeah. was just a hot mess. So it was like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the recording and creative process was that. It was just like, let's fucking go. And then they're like, some were genius. Some were like, wow, that was garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I actually really believe that. Because I think the deep stuff from Rick and Morty is just because uh, Justin and Dan have freaking big backgrounds with a bunch of entertainment stuff. So mm-hmm. everything is very meta, meta to them. And they just kind of toss it in there. And see whatever sticks. Yeah, but have you guys ever gone down like a YouTube rabbit hole with Dan Harmon and his uh, Joseph Ca- <laughs> uh, Joseph Campbell philosophy of writing? No. Anyway, no. If you guys get a chance, just Google or YouTube that and stuff like that. Isn't that Peter pretty much Avatar? No, no, no. But the thing is, <laughs> Papyrus. No, but no, but basically Dan Harmon, basically you know the, the Joseph Cam- Campbell thing, right? The hero's journey. The hero's journey, and he's taken that. He's kind of uh, modified it to his. To his writing, like he did his own chart, and uh, every, every all his stories in Rick and Morty follows a certain arc. There's certain reveals, a certain uh, ch- uh, character changes, and stuff like that that follows Joseph Campbell's philosophy. So, if his writing is, while it seems spontaneous, it's actually very detailed. If you look at, like I said, you, you have to YouTube it and have to kind of Google it a little bit. His his writing is actually a little bit more meticulous than you than you think. Because if you look at each Rick and Morty, even the small characters, big characters, they all go through transformations through an episode. You know, new information, new character stuff is revealed minute by minute and stuff like that. So if you guys get a chance, take a look. Dan Harmon's it's it's interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, well, I mean that's why we call we consider them a genius for yeah. the show. But maybe that's the reason why they don't consider themselves geniuses because they are at the same time, even though they have a structure, they're still kind of winging it. I think the only ones that they wing it are the ones where the interdimensional cable. Those are the ones they've mentioned. That's just them being spontaneous. That's just them doing. But isn't this a, isn't this a callback to Channel One Hundred One, which yes, is the thing they did in the yeah. early two thousands? But everything else, all the other episodes, are kind of really written it out and stuff like that. Like the thing is, like for example, the the pickle Rick episode that has to be written out. That's that's really good writing. Right. It right. starts off so simply of 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 Rick turning himself into Rick into a pickle, and then it just becomes a whole nother thing. But every step, every stage that he goes to, where he gets the the body, the rat body, he, all that makes sense. You know what I mean? It just the Does way it, really it builds, makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I have a friend that's a what do you call it? that's an art designer and stuff like that. He looked at the body, the way the, the 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 pickle Rick body works and the muscle and all that. He says, "Yeah, all that stuff makes sense. It it, it makes sense structurally the way it moves and all that stuff. All the it's it, the Iron Man. It all makes sense. It's just, it's just brilliant. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously. Jamming likes to stroke its dick very, very much. No offense. I, I'm not saying big, you shouldn't or you can't, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> uh, for me, though, okay, going to the flip side of like this show is a genius. I'm still not a fan of Rick Matching the Stone, which is the second episode. That was the Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, oh, really? Joke. Oh, did you? Well, you said you liked that one, or you did it? I'm not a big fan of that one. I like. That oh, one I, don't, a lot. I don't think Edward liked it. Very yeah, much it either. was. It wasn't bad, but I think it like. It was, it was. I think it was the weakest episode of this entire season. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I don't think so. I like that one a lot. I like, I, especially <laughs> the ending where, because in all these kind of like uh, apocaly- post-apocalyptic kind of uh, what do you call it, uh, TV shows and movies, you never see the thing where, hey, what happens if the the creature comforts the the modern world world returns well, at no, the end? That is That's a, a really fun, good joke. That is a funny joke. That's I do really like the joke. payoff. Mm-hmm. I like the payoff. I just didn't think that the whole episode. 
justify that payoff. You didn't like the arm that he got? That, okay. that oh, arm, yes, that's that funny. That arm went yes. on a hero's journey by itself and yes, stuff like that. that. that that's he, funny. He but... was emotionally connected to the arm. It was a substitute father. You didn't like that? That's no, brilliant. Fair enough. Those, those, things, those aspects yeah. of that episode, I actually did like. I think the, it was the Mad Max part that I kind of just did not appreciate I agree. as much. Me too. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. My, the one I didn't like was the... The one I didn't get is the one where the their evil got... Got that got purified from the machine with the machine. That's stuff. the episode six. Riss and Rick Le- Re- oh, relaxation. I love that episode. Yeah, that, that one. That I, that I had actually, that episode too. What was that yeah. episode? I forgot. That was my. It was favorite. the one where they took out the worst part of themselves. Oh, they, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why that it was it revealed more about their personality was that the fact that Rick's love and dependency on Morty was considered a vice, and so that was part of the vice part, mm-hmm. and so. It's it, it's a flip in thinking. Oh, you would think normally one's love for someone is like a, a, a like a, a, a virtue, right? But it wasn't for Rick. So the fact that it got stuck with the vice part, along with his selfishness, his ego, and all of that. So it was like, no, that's. I think that revealed more about Rick's personality, and therefore I thought that episode was valuable. While with the Rick Mansing the stone, the second episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was. It continued a theme of like the fallout of the divorce, but it just like it felt the most fillery out of all the episodes. Oh, that's so yeah. funny because you guys like Mad Max, and here you are criticizing it. Tee hee ha Well, I, I love it, but yeah. I don't care what you like. Uh-huh. <laughs> not only that, but the, the, the spy episode with uh, the rest and relaxation. It's uh, it's kind of curious to see how Morty's journey went there when he didn't have. The bad aspects of him, hmm? you know, he became this wealthy billionaire playboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. He's yeah. apparently he's like the most evil one of them all. I mean, between yeah. the two of them, he's the evil. That's got to be the basis for the evil, evil Morty. Well, it also goes to show that he really is his grandson. Yeah, you know what else? Oh, Josephine, uh, what was your least favorite episode? Josephine, maybe the season finale. Oh, you didn't, like, you didn't finale? like it much. You, you yeah. didn't like the president battle. I thought that was fantastic. No, no, okay, no, the president battle itself was great. That's I think it brilliant. made up for yeah. the rest of it. But I think the rest of the episode for me just felt really weak. Yeah. So much so that it kind of was like ah. It was just my second least favorite episode. It was like after Rick Manson and Stone. I really like that. Yeah, season it was, finale. It was, I, I don't know. I, just, I didn't love it. Him fighting the president is pretty genius, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, the fight is great. Like, yeah. yeah, the fight was the, the fight highlight great, of yeah. that episode, but I just didn't like the rest of it. Like, yeah. I didn't get what was... I mean, this is like, oh, there is no point, but I was like, okay. No, but... so you're, you're saying you didn't like how it concluded. I didn't like the beginning, middle, ending, anything. Like, it was just... It was literally one of those mishmash things that they kind of just put together, but then I'm like, oh, okay. What was the point of it? Like, there, were, I don't... I just didn't care. Well, well, well the, be- um, the beginning part for me, I kind of like the idea that, that the world, at least the government knows that they had to call on Rick and Morty to, to solve problems. I kind of like that because mm-hmm. throughout the whole series, I was, I was wondering like, are, do, how much does the government really know about these two guys? <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And this one kind of showed that. And I did appreciate that. Yeah. But I, I, I guess it was weird for me when they were like using satellites to spy on Rick that he would at all be surprised if anything. Yeah, like, you yeah know, that's true too. But it was like, you should know because you are the smartest man. Like you would be like, oh, I, I know you're watching me, sense. but why yeah. are you just stupid? You know, or something. Because like later on when they had that whole fight and it was like, oh, the invisible troopers stand down. And like, damn, you're like, what? Really? You think I didn't know they were there? It's like you know everything, yeah. but you didn't did know you that not... they're spying on. Yeah, you. like I'm pretty sure you would have known. You know, but the thing but... is, as a comic book fan, this goes back. This goes to like a comic book kind of a thing that they always kind of do. Like, what will happen if Superman turns bad? What will happen if the Avengers turn bad? You know what I mean? It follows that sort of. 
thinking you know it's a very comic booky thing that's what i liked about it you know what i mean because in, in the comic book universe you know the avengers it's just like they work for the president but they always have like the, like what if what if they turn back you know what i mean and and this is sort of like that you know they put rick and morty as the superheroes of this planet this earth and stuff like that and then this is the government's uh, contingency plan to see uh, if uh, rick and morty turn bad and stuff i i like that i like that part mm-hmm. of it stuff like that. i think the better episode that had like you know if we're talking about like uh like a send up of the comic book troops was the Vindicators yes. episode. I think that yes. was the that's a brilliant point. one. Yeah, I think that was the much better episode if yeah. if we're talking about like if they were trying mm-hmm. to accomplish that because it was just like the f- because I remember like I don't know if we watched the behind the scenes before after the episode, but then the behind the scenes for for that episode they were really building up the world dominator yeah. and they're like oh he's such a badass like he's gonna be a great he's gonna be a, a very yeah it was a total trolling thing they were doing for the audience and, then, and every single superhero they broke down they're like oh man like you know the guy with the ghost trains he uses ghost trains and you're like oh and then you watch but then we had just already watched it and we're like they were just fucking with us yeah. the whole time and then yeah it showed that they like and then like the world dominator being easily defeated and then we realizing that the greatest villain was rick yeah and so that was just like and then the fact that like his vulnerability wasn't even his grandson who who was it, it, was, it was like the, the janitor, janitor guy? Guy, yeah and i was like i did not see that coming i was like oh what yeah, I agree. Because I was the same thing like Morty too. It's like, oh, it's probably yeah. me, guys. You know, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah I kind of did like that twist. But yeah, that's a perfect example of, again, of the, the expectations. High, yeah, high, expectations. But high art and low art. There's, there's low art where it's just like, it's just action adventure, you know what I mean? With the dominators and stuff like that. But there's also, high, but it is about uh, Rick destroying, just destroying his grandkids' t- dreams and childhood heroes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because he's jealous and stuff like that. That's great character stuff too. And that's another... Yeah, ep- that's great character yeah. building there, but then the season finale didn't have, didn't have it. it was idea. just meandering and felt kind of like it felt the most fillerish for me which is why i was like i'm surprised this is the season finale <laughs> and what's and what's great i about- felt like it was like a brain fart for justin and dan and granted their brain fart is better than most people's minds unfortunately but it still felt like a brain fart to me i wouldn't be surprised if they had an episode as an answer to family guys uh, chicken fight because that kind of what—that's kind of what it reminded me of. Peter versus the chicken. For which one? Oh yeah. Rick versus the president. Uh, Rick versus yeah. the president. Yeah. yeah. Where he yeah. just keeps escalating and escalating and mm-hmm. escalating. That's what it reminded me of. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that's just their, rea- their reaction to the chicken versus Peter fight. Oh, mm-hmm. it was like Master Wu versus the chicken. Yeah. So it's like it felt like the episode was entirely like surrounding that. They're like, what if like. It's like, you know, Rick had a battle with the president. At first, I thought that, like, you know, they were going to have it, like, be Donald Trump. But I think this is their way of, like, ah, we don't want to animate Donald Trump. Fuck mm-hmm. that. We'll go with a better president. Mm-hmm. But this was their uh, president from the previous season, right? Yes, the same president. Yeah. It's, a Rick, it's the same president as the one where they had the American Idol uh, episode. Yeah, it isn't even Obama. It's just, like, a, you know, regular black president or whatever. It's a regular black yeah. president. The yeah. only yeah. black president we've ever had. It's, it's <laughs> not, is that even Obama either? Because Obama doesn't act like this at all. So yeah. No, we know that. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, oh, generic black president is kind of funny because we right. have one. Well, I mean, yeah. oh, the fifth element had a generic black president, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all Obama, okay? They're it, all secretly talking what's about it, Obama. What's everybody's uh, favorite, favorite episode? Oh. Josephine? Uh, Edward, I don't know. I told you, amnesic. Unless you guys bring them up, well, like, oh yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> okay, I mean, this episode was hard because there were a lot of really good episodes. Season, but I think the tie for me for this season is it's the one where Beth finds out that Goopyland was made up, and so oh, she goes back yeah. to that. 
and the ABC's then the event. episode with yeah. Jer- when it was just Rick and Jerry. Like, the wordy, I don't know why, conspiracy. but those episodes were my favorites. Right. Uh, Albert? Um, well, before I answer my answer, because I don't really have a straight answer, um, the internet's favorite is the obvious one. The Rick Why Lattis. do we care what the internet thinks, bro? Because the, I want to cover what other people say. Yeah, I don't think the internet's here right now, though. I'm just saying. Aren't you curious what they, what they, no. what they, what they think it is? Because it's a long really. show. Which <laughs> one did they pick? Oh, <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think they picked? Uh, if, I, don't I don't care. care. <laughs> the, I would, the two I would pick would be the... No, no, pick, no, no. Seriously, what do you think that the typical Rick and Morty it, fan would choose? It would actually match more mine. It would either be Pickle Rick or the City uh, Citadel one. Yes, those yeah. are exactly yeah. the two episodes that yeah. the typical Rick and Morty yeah. fan would the choose. The Citadel one, I think, might be the best one, actually. Of all the Rick and Morty episodes, I think that might be the best one. Because it's the most ambitious. It's also these multiple storylines. But uh, but in all these Rick and Morty episodes, it's always the send of some sort of sci- sci- sci-fi fantasy trope. Some sort of, you know what I mean? But this one... This one is straight drama. It is a parody of drama, which they've never done before. And the thing is, all the dynamic, all the drama, all the tension, social classes, and all that stuff, it's based on the relationship between Rick and Morty, between grand, grandfather and grandson. You know what I mean? So I think that's why I think the Citadel one might be the best episode ever. It's, it's great. Ooh, I love that one. I remember which one I like, I think. Yes. Oh, one that I think I need to watch a million times over because I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Citadel one was good. It was a great way to start the season, but unfortunately, wait, 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 it was such no. a big. Hold on, hold on. Intro. There, what? There, there are two Citadel episodes. That's what you're referring to, because there's the the the. I'm, I'm talking about the season one. The I mean season three opener one. The opener okay, one. Okay, so yeah, go on. yeah. that one was great in terms of like the crazy mess it made and like completely you know destroying everything. So you're like, wow, that's really cool. And then wasn't uh, season two or episode two was the Mad Max? Was that the one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you're kind of like, eh, what the fuck is this shit? But then the other one that um, was just about the Citadel rebuilding itself. The yeah. Rick Lantis mix. That's up. the one. Yeah. Yes. That's the one I missed. And yeah. so that one, when I was watching it, it was like, holy shit, it's just Justin talking to himself this entire episode yep. mm-hmm. and talking a lot and filling up all the extra work and holy shit and then you saw the evil morty and everything but then it all made sense and it tied in so much with our times that it was like this is kind of it's crazier to watch because I think it's it was, all the same people i think it was the like uh jowing said and what Justin was going on it is the most ambitious episode because somehow in this episode with justin roiland just talking to himself about all rick and morty's mm-hmm. they tackle race and they tackle white outrage especially with rick mm-hmm. and so i was kind of just like after we watched it i was kind of like blown away i was like yeah. wow they just yeah. did that they actually talked about that in a pretty concise way yeah. and in such a crazy fantastical world mm-hmm. and it was all relevant yeah it's, uh, it's all straight drama usually they'll 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 reference like uh m night Shyamalan, jurassic park but this but in this episode they're referencing like stand by me uh what's called robert altman movies about multiple characters and stuff like that all these different it's a straight drama and again it's just based on rick and morty's uh character those two character dynamics too and stuff it's it's fantastic it's the best episode it's the best what about you albert you're up uh for me actually it is the season opener the rick shank redemption because mm-hmm. it, it, it is kind of like it is pretty much um what we liked about rick and morty for the previous season it's got the mythology stuff and it's got the the crazy expectation thing where everything just goes to shit. You know, I, I, that's a pure Rick and Morty episode. And then for me, that's arguably the best one. Yeah. That's the one I had the most fun with. The mm-hmm. other ones, I had fun with them too. But I can probably, there's, I have, you know, some complaints. But the first one, I, for, for me, that was just pure fun. Yeah. 
And don't forget, uh, the pickle episode is absolutely brilliant. Like I said, it starts with a very simple concept. Don't forget. <laughs> he starts as a, I don't think we've mentioned the pickle episode enough. He starts off as a pickle. You talked about it. Yeah, but he says he's, it's just a pickle. Don't read too much into it. But at the end, when he's on a psychiatry chair, you read all into it. It's a very moving character moment between he is avoiding he is he is a genius who thinks he's above uh, uh psychology and stuff like that it's it's a brilliant episode pickle rick it's a, it is it's a brilliant it's definitely in my top five of this season yeah for sure for sure top five of your season isn't there only like ten episodes. episodes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i just want to mention some of the darkest and sickest jokes were in this season there's that there's the whirly derby one where the kid uh, shoots his sister and he kills oh her. yes that's oh a my gosh. dark dark joke man <laughs> And then oh, the also eight- in the season finale when those two little twin baby kids came out to fight Rick and then right. the president ends up shooting them because he thought yes. there's all these Ricks. I'm thinking those are androids or, or clones, hopefully, and they're not real yeah, babies. Yeah, they're, they're like little <laughs> child assassins. And also in the ABCs of Beth, obviously, it's it's they even mentioned in the show, it's, it's a mix of of incest and also bestiality. Okay, that it, was it, really messed up. I thought it was pretty dark, too. And I found out later on they actually had little kids uh, record those voices and stuff like that. They're actually little kids. That actually, are you serious? I think those are little kids. <laughs> oh my god! And they they even show the guy humping humping the the animal and having to kick him out of the butt and stuff like that. That's incredibly dark stuff, man. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy. That's, that's why we love this show. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it's just a brilliant. It's show. not dark if you live with it all the time. It's only dark because we don't talk about it. But in that world, for Tommy, he like this is the norm. What are you talking that's about? That's true. Mm, that is good true. times. That is it. Good times. Good times. Definitely. Indeed. It's all good fun. It's, it's, it's definitely one of the best shows. So are, are we going to place bets on how long we're going to have to wait for the next season? No. I'm going to say a year and a half. Yeah. They, yeah. I think they skipped because, yeah. because Dan, he said recently he really, he wants to do 14 episodes for season four. So I'm like, okay, that's going to take a while. Yeah. Well, so you said, said year, but a year and a half still sounds like a long time, a short time for me. I'm thinking more like three years. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it took what a year and a half. From the previous yeah. season to this one, that's uh, it. Yeah, it was no, a year and a half. It's a lot longer. Yeah. But my but my guess there's a higher fast higher turnover, the faster turnover. Yeah, yeah. My, my guess is actually winter 2019 is actually my guess. Yeah, I think fall 2019. Because I, I mean, I think they definitely skip next year. And I'm 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 basing that just purely on Poopy Butthole saying like I'm gonna have Santa Claus beard kind of thing. Yeah. I'm basing it purely on that. Yeah, that's just the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, I I don't think it's gonna come out next year. It's probably. Uh, Late 2019. And yeah, stuff like that. 2019. Late yeah. 2019. Also, I, I also want to mention another behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, the first two seasons of Rick and Morty, the, the the writing room were all men, and this season, and we all agree it's the best season, had like two women included. What? No, yeah. So, no, it's not. Okay, fine. Well, it's, I'll undercut my point. But there was like <laughs> a, the two two ladies uh, joined the writing staff, and they uh, mm-hmm. they helped create it and stuff like that. So yeah, big props. Uh, Jessica, I think an agent, Jessica Gao or something like that. She's the one that yeah. wrote uh, Pickle Rick. So big props to her. Oh, okay. So, so she was an Asian writer for Pickle Rick. She was the she. She's in the writing room, and she wrote that episode specifically. She has no problems with the non-Asian playing an Asian in the show. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think everybody has this problem with Susan Sarandon in general and stuff like that. But yeah, that well, I, I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Susan Sarandon. You, you, you like Susan? Sarandon? Oh well. Ever since you know, ever since super bleeding liberal is that yeah. why? Is the fact that she 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 kept pushing a third party instead well, of like for, put, for for me if it's all about Rocky Horror Picture Show that's why. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, a timely reference, but yeah, okay, but yeah, it it was weird that she played the uh, obviously Asian character and stuff like that. Exactly. Okay, so amongst the Asians, I noticed there was if there were if they were complaining about this season of Rick and Morty because 
the this is a season where we actually i don't remember we saw any asians in the first two seasons mm-hmm. but in this season we saw susan Strand playing that cunny wall and then there was that short asian guy yes who i don't know if he said any lines but i, I remember he, he and that girl got trapped when yeah. they swapped places yeah. and, and then, then there were some complaints that like oh why is it that the Asian woman is voiced by a white woman, and then the Asian guy is some, you know, nerdy, short, yeah. ugly person. I wouldn't say he's nerdy because they put if they made him like a mathematician, and, and uh, that's fine. But in the episode, he did mention that he is he actually studied humanities. But the only reason why he was actually picked to go on the mission is because he's super short, which I think is kind of just kind of a Asian stereotype. He's super short, so he can fit into uh, Morty's seat in the transporter. Yeah. That's why he had. That's why he tagged along. Yeah, they don't. They don't get a lot of pre- uh, 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 credit for uh, people of color in in this show. Not not technically. His name is Sanchez. Rick yes, that's Sanchez. A, so he's technically Latino. Is he? Yeah. At some point. Yeah, I've, I was thinking about that. At some point, they're gonna follow that up, right? They're gonna they're gonna f- make make him Latin or Spanish or I don't know what the what, what the thing is. But yeah. Or is he just like Latino in name? And, no. Yeah, because I mean, like Beth but, is like super white. Yeah. If you watch the show, like sometimes she just becomes like the whitest white you could possibly have yeah but also keep in mind sanchez is uh sounds latino but it could be uh, he could be from spain which is a european country right oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. there are plenty of latinos who totally pass as white so yeah, yeah. so yeah anyway I, I, yeah i don't know i, I do want to add that uh, the whole thing with evil morty uh, i do believe dan said that he they really had no intention for evil morty to be an un- a reoccurring thing Mm-hmm. That's what they did say. That's why they were surprised that all the fans are clamoring for more Evil Morty because like, they're like, we don't really have plans for him. Yeah. Quite honestly, you know. So. Yeah, but the thing is, because the fans think in this sort of mass uh, popular culture kind of thinking. You know what I mean? Right. Because they're used to like adventure type movies, uh, Game of Thrones, where ha- falls a certain everything arc. is connected. Everything's right? connected, and there's like a there's obviously a villain, there's obviously a bad guy. They always have a fight at some point. The Thanos obviously is going to show up at some point. But Rick and Morty, like I said, they, they, it's a commentary. It's a it's a blowback to these kind of storytelling techniques. So I don't know if you're a fan of this show, I think you should be able to pick that up, though. You know what I mean? You, you should be able to figure that stuff out. At some point, because they constantly reference so, it. So you're just saying there are true fans and there are fake fans? No, I think there's dumb fans and smart fans. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god, he's the one driving that wedge that you love so much, Albert. <laughs> there is no wedge that I like. I'm just, I'm, I'm just acknowledging that it does exist. I'm just saying, people, I am uh, being sarcastic, but nice to know uh, it all went over your uh, heads. Uh, yes, because you know the wedge and all that. Yeah, I'm just saying, just pick up a book, man. Be, be smart. Be smart about it. <laughs> okay, all right. It's a good show, man. It's a really good show. I okay, love, I love Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, I love Rick and Morty. For sure, he loves it as much as Angry Birds. Mm, not so much. When, when is that? When is that, that inside joke gonna die, Josephine? Never, <laughs> Never apparently. <laughs> Never, apparently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on, on the season? I wish season four had just come out already, man. I, I I'm really not looking forward this weekend not seeing a Rick and Morty episode. Mm. That's no. fine. You can watch this other really great film coming out called Poop Runner. Oh, that's right. Wait, what? Blade Runner. Oh, Poop Blade Runner. Blade Runner. It leaves stains in your sheets. <laughs> oh it's getting great reviews, by the way, guys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah, getting great un- reviews. Unfortunately, so. Yeah, because yeah, it's all white people who are just praising whiteness. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean. Well, listeners, you uh, know what we're going to be talking about next week. <laughs> all right. And on that not. note, uh, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on my uh, I said a movie blog for my non-spoiler movie review on my comic strip at Coco Mix Mix section of the website and on the other podcast, Spoilers Please. Oh, no, this is Spoilers Please. On the other podcast, Stuff and Junk Show. Well said. Which me and, and Jaming argued about like fantasy worlds that, that we would like to live in or fictional worlds that we would like to live in. 
Take a listen. Sure, why not? And just John Mayne, you can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. And a bunch of other things that he doesn't list out, like Albert. <laughs> he doesn't have to, because I'm really listing it up anyway. Yeah, because I'm not actually on anything else. Yeah. Yes, you are. Like what? You just said stuff and junk and crap. Oh, that's ah, that's Albertson. Come on. <laughs> this what? is Josephine. What? You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> I am Josephine. I never use it. Instagram and Facebook at Slow Joe Jojo. This is it. Where you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Cinnabon Monster. You can send comments to who, what, where, why at gmail.com via our Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, just visit who, what, slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwhereswhy.com. Are we doing any other TV shows that you guys want to rec- uh, do a review on? <laughs> an episode on? What if I watch? I've wa- Here's what I watched. We wanted to do oh, some stuff, but you didn't, I don't think, wanted to watch it or talk about it. Which one? The Tick? The Dick? What? Not the Dick. The oh, tick. The Tick. Yeah. The Tick. The, the I, say, I say we wait till the whole season has been released and yeah, then we do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, but I was saying the stuff that had come out before, like Castlevania. I don't oh, yeah, know Castlevania. Wants... I could do Castlevania. That's, a... That's really quick. I saw the first episode for that. I never did finish the rest. I saw the first Yeah, and there yeah. was also like um, Legion. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show. What is, you... what is Legion? Legion. The oh, I saw the first episode of that. Never finished it. <laughs> Me, same here. I couldn't get into it. Sorry, guys. What? I think you guys need to watch. Just go through season. it. Just all right. If you it. can watch Iron Fist, you can watch. Like, oh my yeah. god, that's like endorsement. That's well, not good. Iron Fist. No, no, I'm just saying. If no. you will, if you're willing to like cut off yeah. a a toenail <laughs> episode that you're watching Iron Fist, like Legion is not that. You know, it's good yeah. and it's one of the I think the best superhero I, adaptions I because oh. I mean I don't actually like any of the Netflix uh, Marvel shows very much so. I like Legion. I, I hear it's good. Yeah, I just couldn't get through the first episode. Uh, I saw. Oh, sorry, Albert. Uh, there is a documentary on uh, Netflix, the the fit the faux documentary, the Vandal thing, American Vandal. Mm-hmm. Have you guys oh, heard yeah. of that? No. Oh, I, I want to watch it. It's, yeah, I kind of want to watch that too. Okay, can you text it to me it's later? It's a parody of Serial. Yeah, we should totally. Oh, do that, that one, the one who keeps drawing dicks. Exactly. Yep. Oh, I actually do yeah. want to see that. Yeah. yeah. See, we all we all want to watch. There's there's also a couple of uh, straight to straight to Netflix movies like the the most recent one is uh, Gerald's Game, which I is heard uh, that's good. which oh, is another Steven Spiel- yeah. Steven Spielberg Stephen King Stephen King yeah. <laughs> Stephen King movie, and I, I heard that was He's good too. Old this year, man. So many yeah. of his things like what are the other ones? Like so, Dark I mean, Tower. Dark Tower. Yeah, this, yeah that was well, besides really Dark Tower, uh, Mr. Mercedes. Yeah, this it. Yeah, yeah, Gerard Way is. I heard it's getting really good reviews. I heard yeah, it's it's Gerard's game. 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 Is it this Friday? It that came out last this past Friday. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I'll check that it's out. Carlo Gugino and Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, this is pretty much the uh, Stephen King assance mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's another Stephen King of that movie coming out this month. Um, it's based on friend the- request. Not, not friend request. The um, <laughs> what's it called? It's the one where the farmer kills his wife, kind of thing. Oh, so that's that's another that's one. Cool America. Oh, okay. What? No. <laughs> Anyways, here's what I've seen recently. I saw. I'm a little late, but I saw Atlanta, the, f- the first season of Atlanta. Yes. Did you guys see Glow on Netflix? No. Glow is pretty good. And then if you can skip the first episode of Orville, Orville episode two, three, and four are pretty good. Three, I, I, I agree. Oh, Orville two, three, four are good. Three being exceptionally good. The three being exceptionally good. It's yeah. fantastic. It's like an Emmy quality episode. But after episode one, Orville gets really good. That's my. We other. have a friend who was on the show. I don't know how big his role was though. He was an Asian guy wearing a red shirt. Yeah, he comes in episode nine. So nine. Oh, just yeah. kidding. are you sure? Because in the first few episodes, there is a there's an Asian guy. Uh, 
in, no, in engineer. Like I said, he doesn't have a big role. Yeah. Oh. But no, no, the, the Asian guy in the Orville in the first couple episodes, it's a very small role. He's just an engine guy. You know, he just says, oh, this is broken. This yeah, but they're broken. saying they, they casted him for episode nine. So oh. I thought that was him. I, but yeah. uh, isn't there only like one Asian guy? <laughs> token Asian guy, which yeah. means the one that you know of is probably going to get killed off. Aww. They'll bring in another one, kill him off. You know, the, the rule it's, of one. Yes, yeah, one and one. I get it. But Orville, I think it's pretty good. I think it's really Yeah, strong. it's surprisingly oh. good. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sci-fi shows, we watched um, the beginning of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I was going to ask yes. you about that. Do you guys like it? Because I know Albert. I've seen it. all three episodes so far. Yeah. And I actually like it. It doesn't feel mm. like Star Trek. It feels I, more closer to like Star Trek doing Game of Thrones kind of drama type thing. But Did you guys yeah. like it? Mm. STD? I'm enjoying it. I mean, like, it's a little bit of a disappointment that Michelle Yeoh was killed off so quickly. Spoiler. Um, spoiler. See, I knew she um, would be killed. It. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a spoiler, but, but yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm even surprised she even did two episodes because it's like, yeah, she's she's a busy woman. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure when she was shooting this, she was shooting Crazy Rich Asians, and now she's shooting like a It Man movie with Tony Jaa and Dave Bautista. So, yeah, she's a movie. She's, she's, she's a movie star. Work. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, uh, casting Anthony Hopkins in Westworld. It was like, how did they pull off having him be in ten episodes? You know, like, remember he only does each thing once. He does only one take, and he's like, "I'm good. That's all you get." And they're like, "Okay, moving on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but surprisingly enough, I, I actually kind of like Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Although I question why they have hologram telecommunication when the next generation didn't even have that. How <laughs> dare you question the continuity? Well, I think, yeah, I don't, I've never watched any of the Star Trek shows, so I enjoy it for what it is. It's, the graphics are better than the um, trailers that we first saw. Yes. I was like, wow, this looks really yeah. shitty. And then you watch it. I'm like, oh, thank God. It's well, not supposedly that it's $8 million per episode. Yeah. They're putting a lot of money Pretty into lot of money. Uh, another thing too is that it's not like other Star Trek shows. This is very different than that. So I kind of appreciate the change. First Star Trek show that doesn't star, that doesn't have Captain as the lead. So that's different. You know, plus it's just, you know, uh, a human People race color. in Vulcan. So that was kind of neat. No, no, Sardik had a lead character that was that was in color. Um, Cisco from Cisco. Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. So so. And Janeway was the first female captain. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Exactly. But so. this is the first one where the, the captain is not the lead. So we just like, I kind of like it. And yeah. not only that, but the lead is very a very controversial character in the She's show. A dick. And I actually kind of really like that too. She's a dick. Is that what you're saying? Not only that, she's but she's not the, a dick. She she had good reason she had to good want. Yeah, because she's like, oh, this is spoilers for Jumping. But also, my plan is to watch it in Netflix Hong Kong in like two weeks. That's my plan. Not only that, but I already kind of spoiled for Jumping. But the Klingons, to me, it seemed like a commentary to the alt right. So there's that too. It's good times. Oh, but they're super super black. So what's that saying? Yeah, the bros. Well, it is the, funny that the the one who is like the, the deformed skin or like the unusual skin is the white. It's skin. the albino Klingon. I, I, I actually Klingon, thought yeah. that was pretty cool because it's like yeah, it's black, black is like the norm, and for Can't the weird one, it's white. Don't hear spoilers. Oh, Javin took off his headphones because he doesn't want to hear spoilers. But so in that, in that note, then yeah. uh, all right. This oh, because is... Edward fucking spoiled this shit already. God. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No. I'm at, I knew, no, I knew about the Michelle Yeoh. Yo, I knew about the Michelle Yeoh one. Yeah, uh, Jami knew about the Michelle Yeoh thing. Yeah, because so. I see on Twitter, I, I they, they kind of, the they don't come out and say it, but you can kind of tell what happened. Plus, yeah. you don't, yeah, okay, you don't even see the Star Trek Discovery until the third episode. So Are you serious? That. You don't see the ship? You know, not until the third episode. Not until the third episode. Stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. All right, this has been another episode of spoilers please or I always forget to name the show yeah. which is part of the who what where's when but my favorite is actually uh, yeah, every week Jamie talks about clothes